Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast. Shantae's here. <laughs> I can make that sound like I don't know why people think it's so impressive that DJs do it because I I okay so between you and me first of all hi Shantae between you and me when I grew up I wanted to be the human beatbox oh okay between you and me and so I was good at it like I wasn't professional good at it but back in the 80s you didn't have to be Sure. Being acceptable was more than enough to make it big in a lot of different fucking things in the 80s. I just want to make sure that all y'all new booties out there, y'all young kids out there know that for every person who talks shit about a rapper from now, them niggas from the 80s were horrible when it came to rapping. Like there were, let's be honest, there were maybe four credible groups. Run DMC, the uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash, and the, and the Funky Fire, whatever their name was. Yeah. Um, the other niggas, Melly Mel's group, the one that had Cool Mo D in it. Oh, okay. LL Cool J, the Beastie Boys. I'll give you five. Then there were niggas who were niche rappers. Like we give them a, well, the fat boys were dope too. I'm not even on front. Fat boys were dope. They were just categorized back then because niggas didn't give a fuck about calling somebody fat to their face. The rest of them, they rap like this and they thought they were tight, but they would say whatever they wanted because it just rhymed right. So they just said words that didn't make no sense. <laughs> and they've been rapping like that ever since. And they said this and they said that. And they always rhyme like this with the baseball bat. They would literally say baseball bat when it had nothing to do with the rest of the fucking rhyme, just so they could have something to rhyme with it. Ho, tell, mo, tell what you're going to do today. Said, I just got off the phone with my boy. We're going to call that nigga Jay. Hey, Jeremy. Greetings. Niggas. Oh, you niggas. Indeed, niggas. It has been a long time. I have missed you, fam. I've missed myself, honestly. How have you been? Um, well, um, I've been quite niggardly. Um, just trying to stay alive in Joe Biden's America, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm still Jeremy. I am happy to be here. I missed y'all. And yeah, I'm I'm just here, man. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I was gonna on. find you if you didn't show up. I, I wasn't gonna find you. I was gonna find you if you didn't show <laughs> so up. So let me tell you. So let me tell you, I actually been ready for an hour because my stupid ass thought we was recording two my time instead of three my time. <laughs> so I've been ready. For, so I've been sitting here. I was like, because I went out, like, I went to the store and I got back around like two. And I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for the invite. I'm like, is, is y'all still recording? And then my stupid ass looked at the message like, oh, we're doing it at three my time, two central time. Hey. 
too. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, Shantae is central. So I always do my time and her time and then you can get in where you fit in. <laughs> So if you are if you are Eastern Standard Time or you are in that famed and vaunted but completely fucking made up Mountain Time, fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> but y'all gotta not figure it out. Mountain, not you saying Mountain Time is an is an imaginary time. Mountain Time. Look, honestly, I did research on this. I didn't, but California <laughs> narcissism <laughs> states that that Mountain Time only works half the year. So Phoenix is in mountain time sometimes. Wait, how the hell is a time part-time? I'm, I'm about to look it up. Like, I could have swore. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Google it. I'm not sure. I'm about to look, though. That That's real. It probably isn't. I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to look it up. Does mountain time change? Don't see. That's the problem with having. Oh, yeah. Go Here ahead. Some results from a search. Thank you. Okay. Apparently, my phone is listening to me even when I don't want it to. I hope y'all learned something from that. Yo, she I, I don't say her name you you know like mm -hmm. i because she'll she'll pop up i just you know that i was joking with my husband and like we we're talking about she who will not be named because i can't say it i say her name and she's like hmm? Mm -hmm. Hmm? i don't even say her like, name i said something that was close to it like oh i heard you were talking about it behind my back <laughs> Nigga, you, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh here's <laughs> what it is shantae here's what the problem is you might not say her name but you have your phone facing camera side up and the bitch can read lips. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I know, you were talking about me. I know what me. you're saying. Not I heard not, you. Not Google being part of the shade room, child. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Google been like waiting for us. By the door. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the bitch says, did you say my name and then wait for you to say yes or no? <laughs> and then you're talking to her. So she's like, well, if you wanted to say my name, let's go to the place where you can program your voice in. And that's when you get caught. Not but, say my not say my name, say my name, not not Googly Childs. Ooh, ooh, you know what? Since we talking about Googly Childs, should we talk about that nigga trick daddy? I don't even know. Like I, I like I know he has been a topic of conversation on the interwebs, but I also uh it's been a while, so like mm. I have very like limited the time that I be on social media, like as of late. And by late I mean like damn near like a year now, cause you know, I pop in for like news and politics and to keep abreast of stuff, but but most importantly, I just do not be caring to look at niggas argue about the same shit that niggas been arguing about for like a decade now so i yeah. pop in and i pop out so i saw that that's trick how my kids was, got here sorry uh, go ahead you're doing amazing <laughs> <laughs> you're doing amazing Sean. Uh, so i saw that trick daddy is a topic of conversation but i don't know why he is a topic of conversation so this will be new to me this okay, will be a so live I'll, reaction for me I'll, I'll tell you that in a moment but first mountain time um okay so mountain time affects some of these states. When I say some of these states, it doesn't affect all of the state. It refers to the mountain. Um, it, it, it takes out the, the Rocky Mountain area. So mm -hmm. let me see. Alberta, uh, Baja, California, Colorado, Montana, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, and Arizona. And then there are states such as Idaho, Oregon, and Nevada. Uh, 
that are split between the mountain time zone and Pacific time zone. Mm. Which has to be fucked up. Because if you step across the street, you're getting out of school an hour earlier. (laughs) (laughs) And so, why can't I be in that district? And then there are are five... And the teachers can't say shit to you. Right? Why are you late? I thought I was in another time zone. What you mean, like, I'm actually early. Thank you so much. Why are you not minding your business? If I lived across the street from where the time zone changed, my ringtone would be the time warp from fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, man, sorry. And then uh, Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Texas are in mountain time and central time zones. Oh, my God. Mm. I didn't know it came. I, I mean, for Texas, I didn't know it. Oh God, I didn't know it came out that far. But yep. okay. Texas is yes. everywhere. Texas is trying to be Eastern. Um, but yeah, so mountain time makes no sense to me. So I just act like they don't exist at all. I just figure they're all either Pacific or uh Central, or they just haven't, you know, spoken up. So if you're mountain time and I tell you you need to be there at eight o'clock Pacific Standard Time, you just be there at eight o'clock Pacific Standard Time. You figure it out. I'm not working with y'all niggas. <laughs> I am not here to placate these mountain time niggas. Fuck them niggas. I mean, it's Utah and Wyoming. Why the fuck would I be nice to them? God, have you been to Utah? No, me neither. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy uh, today said, and I quote, on Hollywood Unlocked, or in the Clubhouse interview. So this is on Clubhouse. And I just want to remind y'all niggas, nothing good comes... Abolish Clubhouse. I was going to say, nothing good comes out of Clubhouse. At all. Except for the fact that now everybody else is making their own fucking Clubhouse. Right. So now Twitter has a Clubhouse. The only... Like, I only get on Clubhouse. Like, I'm in this group uh, on Clubhouse for like... uh, black um nerds and shit they don't call themselves blurs thank god but like black nerds <laughs> and you know who like video games and anime and stuff and thankfully it's not like toxic you know it's a mm-hmm. pretty real well-rounded group you know run by um some pretty cool people and like it has group you know black people of all types of groups you know like you know cishead you know, non-binary pansexual. So it's not like, basically it's not a fuck nigga group basically. And that's like mm-hmm. when they have stuff going, like we have moving and stuff, like I get on Clubhouse for that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I like, if it wasn't for that group of men, I would not like, I wouldn't have Clubhouse on my phone because nothing good comes from Clubhouse. Continue Rashani. You know, Shante, I am shocked and odd that we have not yet named a podcast Blurred Lines. <laughs> <laughs> Blurred lines. That's funny. That could I work. I am fucking disappointed I mean, myself. Could, well, could it work? Though? I don't know if it would work because I feel like somebody might feel some kind of way just because of that song. Because of the song. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. True. It's very, but that is a catchy. genius. That is genius, though. I am just yeah. like, nobody's done that yet. Okay. Maybe because, like you said, it passed, that time is passed. But. This nigga was on Clubhouse with all of his chins. I saw a picture of Trick Daddy, and he looks like he gets foil wrapped. That's all I'm going to say. He looks like somebody wrapped him up in saran wrap and then just twisted the top and the bottom like they do with burritos and shit. <laughs> and so his face is... You ever take a raisinette and put it in the sun and forget it was there? Oh, no. Yes. And so the raisin starts to meld to the actual 
the the chocolate starts to melt to the raisin and it starts to have those dents and all that. Trick Daddy looks bad. Let's just put it like that. I'm not going to make fun of the nigga any more than that, but I am. Because he went on Clubhouse and said, Beyonce ain't trying to get back to music or nothing. Um, Beyonce don't write music and can barely sing her motherfucking self. Beyonce can't sing. Oh, wow. That's 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 categorically false. But that okay. is that like, is like that's that just is, false. That is so 2009. <laughs> he didn't stop there. Then he continued to voice his unpopular opinion on Clubhouse and said, Beyonce is to R&B what Jay-Z is to New York. That's why they're together. Jay-Z ain't never won the greatest rapper alive debate. Who put him on a level like that? New York lost and needed a hero. They wanted to be the mecca of hip hop and they just handed it over to Jay-Z. <laughs> I mean, I guess. This, this, is, this is what happens when niggas have too much time on their hands. I don't even feel like this. I don't even feel like this is hitting the way he wants it to hit. This is very mm-mm. like nobody like, care. No, nobody like. I mean, we talking about it because it's you know pop culture or whatever the fuck. But nobody cares about Trick Daddy. No, and that's exactly what Trina said. Like, the, <laughs> oh, Trina said something about this. No, but you know she oh. said that he, you know, on the show. Oh yeah, I remember they did have their little spat on yeah. hip hop or whatever. But yeah, like nobody cares about Trick Daddy. Like first of all. First of all, if we like being honest, like, like yes, like Trick did have a hand in like, like, like th- there there wouldn't be no Trina without Trick, but sure. Tr- Trina tr- definitely like surpassed him and like By people far. actually giving a fuck about him. So yeah. I mean, giving a fuck about yeah. like so like, uh, yeah, leave us alone, Trick. Dad. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, like like he has like nobody can take away what hit take away his impact as far as like Miami rap and everything like that that genre that you know all that stuff like he's part of that thing the same way you might bring up Scarface for Houston or somebody else for New York or somebody else for California mm-hmm. like fine cool 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 whatever but this just I don't understand I don't understand going after Beyonce and Jay-Z considering they barely make music at this point. Like, and this is, and not as a criticism, but just as fact. Like, Beyonce comes out when she feels like she wants to come out. And Jay-Z comes out whenever he feels like he wants. Jay-Z may never come out with anything unless he's on, you know, on something with Beyonce at this point. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they, they're at a point where they don't have to represent anything you know, as far as like represent the the genre of R and B or yeah. you know, be the best rapper in New York or whatever. It's just like they're they're Hell, neither the street daddy. Cause I mean his legacy is cemented, but it's like, bro, like you could be doing something else other than like being a Twitter nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just and and then also him bringing up like him bringing up like oh who's the best in New York. I also think that we've moved past in some ways the regional oh, this is the best out of this mm-hmm. region. This is the best out of that. Like that kind of thing where we have a long it was move like, past that. Yeah, because yeah, we told, moved past that. With, truth be told, with Spotify out, I don't know where none of these niggas is from. Right. You just, you you just know it's left. That's all you know. You just exactly. know it's left. Right. Oh, he's from Korea? Holy shit. I thought he's from Los Angeles. 
what the fuck? Yeah, that's it. It's just like it, like that whole kind of thing where the focus was where you were from. Like, bro, this ain't the nineties. Yeah, yes, it's not the nineties. Like, it's just we're not there anymore. It's just but, that's you know, just not. Trick is there because that's the last time he was relevant. To be completely honest, his albums came out in like nineteen ninety eight. 1999 2000 so he's still trying to bring that old thing back meanwhile everybody else has moved on like right now beyonce and jay-z they're just trying to figure out how they're actually going to get memphis bleak the fuck out of jay-z's will (laughs) 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 memphis leaked No, I always think people bring up Memphis Bleak and I always I don't know if it was Streets is watching or whichever interlude it is. But there's this interlude where it sounds like it's supposed to be Al Pacino and it's just like Bleak's going to be a good rapper. You know, like this this kind of okay, it's like this kind of, you know, passing of the this passing of the torch that Jay-Z was supposed to be doing. And then Jay-Z never left it just he never <laughs> left no no torch ever got passed like all the other shit came nigga out blueprint have, kingdom come big all that just yeah you know shit just kept coming out and nothing ever happened with memphis bleak and he just kept telling <laughs> memphis bleak jay-z talked to memphis bleak the way niggas with mistresses talk to them about why they can't get married yet hold on hold on my my, my son is 16 as soon as he turns 18 and goes to college, I'm going to divorce that bitch. Okay? Hold on. Okay. 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 He didn't move out the way I thought he would. It's okay. As soon as he decides that he's ready to spread his wings and go on his own, then I'm going to divorce her and I'm going to be with you. Memph, calm down. Breathe. I know. I said I got you in my will. Look, Beyonce's time has come and gone. Your time is coming. Remember when we said, <laughs> Remember that? I got you, bruh. But right now, I'm going to need you to stop calling my phone at midnight asking to see the will. Okay? Okay? Back up off me, Memph. Hey, is that your chick? Beep. Hang up. <laughs> no. Also, I was thinking about that dude painting the ass a few days ago because I was listening to a Jay-Z, you know, my Jay-Z playlist on Spotify. Uh, and pain in the ass popped up. It was the one about, so now you want to work with Jay-Z. Now you want to work with Jay-Z. You don't have this. Fuck you. Pay me that part. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder, what the fuck happened to him? Like, pain in the ass. Like, was that his job? Did he get paid for that? Because in the 90s and in the early 2000s, there were actually spokespeople for rap. Out here on the West Coast, there was this guy called the Mac Minister. He's in jail now. But he never rapped. He was just on people's shit. There was a nigga who was on um on the Dog Pounds album, and all he did was poetry. I pimp my pen. You know who I'm talking about? He was on the he Vague. was on he was on the Above the Rim soundtrack. Vaguely, I mean, I know I I I know that there were people who would be on the interludes, like the Mad Rapper mm-hmm. and and all that, like a lot of stuff from like the 90s and early 2000s. So yeah, so pain in the ass, yeah, maybe, I mean, probably because they just transitioned out of that whole gangster Al Pacino reverence thing that they were doing, that Jay-Z was doing. And then you don't need that guy anymore. You don't need the, you know, 
here comes the pain. You don't need that shit anymore because you've mm-hmm. moved on. I wonder if he got a real job. And so, like, he plays his stuff at his desk, hoping people will say, that sounds like you, Robert. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, I think about that shit sometimes when I have nothing else to do, like, literally. Yeah. Well, at least you're doing something constructive and not being trick daddy. You know, <laughs> when you wake up and just choose violence like that, like, that is literally such an inflammatory thing to say on a place like Clubhouse. Like, he knew that was going to lead to him trending. Yeah, yeah but like, what? what's the, but then it's like, what's the point? Because it's like, unless you got, like, it'd be different. Maybe if he has something going out, coming out, like, I understand the tactic, but mm-mm. it just seemed like you just talking just because you want attention. But maybe mm-hmm. that's the point. That's Because exactly he ain't got, I mean, he ain't got shit else to do. Nope. And it's like, bro, like you got shit going on. Like you, like I think, like he on, like got a like a syndicated radio show, like damn Miami and shit. Like him and Trina, where at least they had before him and Trina got into it. Like you, he got that that restaurant down there, which is from what I've heard, pretty damn good. I mean, I wouldn't trust no nigga like that look like that to cook my food, but apparently it's pretty good. Like so, it's like, bro, you got shit going on for you. Like, what do you gain from this? Like nobody cares. Yeah. Sometimes you wake up. And the sun is shining, and the birds are chirping, and your mama cooked the breakfast with no hog, and you just choose violence. That's it. Sometimes. Not me. Personally. Like, bro, if I want violence, I could just play Monster Hunter. Ooh. Ooh. So, you still playing your Switch? Yes. Okay, so I don't know if this deal is still going on, but I'm gonna need you to go ahead and buy Not a Hero. It only costs three bucks. Thank me later. Not a Hero. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've heard it, but I will look into it. Not a Hero is, I now have it on like three different systems. <laughs> it's one of those games. I have it on my computer, I have it on my xbox i might i might have it on four because i think i have it on the playstation as well and then i know i have it on my switch and it's just it's a it's not a run and shoot but it's an action Mm. game remember that game um ali ali i think that was what it was called it was a skateboarding game with the dope ass beats and everything in the background yeah it's the graphic style is like that Mm. and the music is banging um, and then the game is fun, and it's three bucks. So I'm like, yo, I'm telling everybody to check it out. That and Hades. Everybody already knows about Hades, though. So that does that does it for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah every time I turn on my Switch, like somebody playing Hades, it's like, bro, I got to play this game eventually. But also, I'm, you know, I'm like 85, and I'm, you know, I get around to stuff late. So I feel you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, I have games that I will never play, but I have it. That's it. That's a whole story. <laughs> they just taking those space on your memory card. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> More or less. Like, I I look at them. You know what happened? My eldest son, Kenny, shares a PlayStation. Like, we have that. When he was younger, we did that whole pairing of PlayStation thing. So then when I buy a game, it will show up on his system. Mm-hmm. and whatnot and it was all good when he was younger because i was the only one buying games so like i'd get nba 2k whatever and it would show up on his system so on and so forth but now the nigga got a job 
And he buying his own games. He buying his own games. And he's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's playing games that I look at him and I'm like, ooh, mm, I don't know if I want to try. Mm, I'm going to download this one, but I don't think I'm going to like it. And literally every game he downloads is like, every game he buys is like me looking at it like it's a slice of liver. Like, mm, mm, mm. I don't want to try that. <laughs> but it's literally sitting on my library because it downloads automatically. So now I have like eight new games that I'm never going to play. And he's just having a ball with them. And I'm like, one game you're playing, it's like a first person sword fighting game. So I guess you're in like medieval times and you're part of an army. And it's, it's like um, Overwatch. Is that what it's called? Overwatch? I'm so old now. But instead of having guns, you have swords and you're literally you're literally charging in a battle. And I, every think I've, room, I think I've seen the game you're describing because I've seen some content creators play it mm-hmm. on YouTube. I, I just don't know the name of it, but I think I know what you're talking about. And every time I go in this room, he's playing it. And I'm like, you know what? I have that on my system. I don't say that like I want to play it. I just say it like I fucking have that on my system. I did not choose for that to be there. It is literally just there. It's like when you get married and then you find out that your significant other has a cat or a pet that doesn't like you at all because, (laughs) you know, you just married into this relationship and they love the pet because it's their pet. So they won't get rid of the, the pet because why? So you have to try and fall in love with the pet. But every time you look at it, you're like, <laughs> Can we get a new dog? Can we get a dog for both of us? Well, I don't need a dog. I already have Roscoe. Well, Roscoe don't like me. Well, Roscoe be on that bullshit. Roscoe be giving me a side eye. Like I've seen dogs give side eyes now. I've seen that shit, and that's why when you're not around, me and Roscoe do not hang out. That's how I feel about Kenny's games. It's a whole roundabout thing. <laughs> A variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. So last year, uh, the name Karen. <laughs> oh my God! Listen, let me tell you. Go ahead, Rashawn. Go ahead. Last year, before we talk about this, and I know you know what I'm about to talk about, but before I see that, there was a link, and so I clicked on it, and I'm so happy. The name of Karen, the popularity of Karen as a baby name, dropped dramatically. <laughs> In 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know this because I'm snipped. But the name Karen fell all the way to number 831 on the popularity list, which gave it its lowest ranking on the list since 1927. I mean, listen, with all of the with all the trouble in the LBC, who wants to name their baby Karen? Uh, For real. That's a great question. Only Karen worth loving is Karen White, and that's it. She ain't no superwoman either, so don't all y'all <laughs> run to her at once. That's oh, it. man. So here's another funny thing. In 1965, that was the peak Karen year with almost 33,000 Karens born. The fact that somebody took the time to, 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 to put in that database, a Karen base, if you will, for that name <laughs> in that year. 
I just want them all to meet up in a place like they did for the Jasons or whatever that group's name was, and they fight it out. But unfortunately, most of the, yeah, but most of the fucking assholes who we call Karens aren't really Karens. Their name's like Beth right. or Rachel Dolezal. All right. <laughs> all right. She gets no passes here. All right. But a, it's been a while since I heard that name. Not me. God damn, not me. What happened? Did she pop up talking about again how broke she was, even though she's braiding hair? You know what? Fuck her. I think she got arrested too. Fuck her. Anyways, um, so a, a movie's coming out. Oh yeah. God. Starring Tara Manning from uh, Eight Mile Fame. Yeah. Also, she was that. Also, first of all, that right there alone, like we could start an end right there. But continue. you really could. You really could. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Like of all the people you choose of all to, the people of all the white women in the world that you choose to embody this role, you chose. Pentatucky. <laughs> yeah, Pentatucky. My, bro- my brother with Karen's on the streets. This is the conversation you put you from your heart to put. And then now, put that bad and put that bad wig on her. Oh for, my god. For, for what, what it's reason? worth. For what it's worth, the problem with this Karen is that she looks like she would not live near black people. She looks like she would date somebody who works at a bowling alley. <laughs> I I mean that the way it sounds, but she is she's not giving you she's not giving you affluent white woman. <laughs> she is not. You know who would have given me affluent white woman vibes for this one? The fuck was that girl's name who sprayed the whipped cream on her titties in Varsity Blues? Oh, Allie Larder, I think is her name. She gives off yeah. those elite. Yeah, white also woman that, vibes. like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, bro, this, the, the, this woman that's starting this movie, like, this white woman, like, she looks like she, <laughs> like, she looks like she like pop up in Trader Joe's and like a bonnet or some shit, like, bro, like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not the kind of white woman. If you're gonna sell this already cringy ass topic or premise for this movie like you need a white woman that looks like she uh, this is gonna sound like real messed up but we okay with that this is gonna sound real messed up like you need like if you're gonna sell this this already bullshit premise for this woman for this movie you need to star a white woman that look like she don't date black men right (laughs) that's the other thing i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) that may be the vibe that they're going for though because the whole thing where it's just like, how could she dislike, you know, black people, but she's sleeping with black men. Like, you know, what it might be like a get out twist situation. L- listen, like whatever the, whatever the, listen, first of all, whoever greenlit this movie is not seeing heaven. That's number one. No, not at all. That, that's number one. Number two, I don't know for sure, but Lena Waif has something to do with this some kind of way. Oh my God, no. Oh my- I hope not. Oh she, no! Like I can't prove it, but oh, some okay. kind of way. Don't she scare involved. me like that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I got scared. Continue, <laughs> continue, Rashad. So, this movie—the <laughs> pause when you said that. <laughs> I, I mean. I'm looking at the fucking poster for it, and they tried to make it look suspenseful, but it's fucking Pensatucky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and that's really what I'm 
man, bless her heart. I mean, it's not giving you know, what y'all thought it gave. It's really not. It's, this is the equivalent of two little kids sitting on each other's shoulders with a trench coat trying to get into a nudie bar. This is fucking Pentatucky. I'm not scared <laughs> of this bitch. <laughs> Her powers are literally smoking meth and calling the cops. Like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Bro. Oh my God. I'm and then crying. in the trailer, they tried to make this shit suspenseful. It's like, bro, all y'all doing, like, y'all are not going to make, like, white woman tropes uh, uh, that's, like, a year later and a dollar short suspenseful. Like, bro, this is a more annoying than any goddamn thing. Oh, God. She plays a racist white woman named Karen Drexler. Oh, she conspires to push a black family out of an Atlanta suburb. Oh, the caucasity. Wait a hold the fuck up. Oh, hold the, the fuck caucasity. Up. Hold the fuck up. This shit is set in Atlanta. It's set in the ATL. All right. Oh, my All God. Right. I, I am like, I feel like that. I feel like that meme. I'm pussy? Like, hey, I got the hey, <laughs> hey, bro. So, hey, bro. Somebody got to catch hands for this shit. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> See, I didn't know this shit. Bro, All right. Mm. All right. All right, mm. bro. And somebody said, how is this not just an SNL skit? Everybody is saying that this is literally what happens when you think Get Out was written in two weeks. No, nah, this I, is... I, get, go ahead, Shanta. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't understand people... Like, I, on the one hand, I get Hollywood doing what Hollywood does, which is taking something that's popular or topical and kind of making their own version of the thing. It's like we wouldn't have Armageddon and Deep Impact if, you know, in the same year, if Hollywood didn't do that. But this just seems too... Forced. On, yeah, on the nose, kind of like, well, we're going to make our own racism movie. And it's just like, this is, it's not... One, this is, I think this is... I really think that this is, I mean, I'm assuming that white people are doing this and that's why it's not hitting the way it needs to hit because they have a surface understanding of racism anyway. And that's why you're going to get surface things, surface images, narratives in these movies. Like you're not going to get something like get out because you're, you're just not well-versed in what the fuck the thing is. You just mm -hmm. think, well, we're just going to throw a white woman in there. We're going to have her kind of doing some stuff. And then we're just going to escalate it. And that's going to be the movie. And ooh, suspenseful kind of thing. And that's just not the way that shit works. It's just... Mm -mm. It's, like just they, it's like they read a bunch of black woman's tweets and then put it together and like put it as a script. This is going to come out <laughs> at the same time as Zola. I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem. I'm watching the trailer of this because you know it's it's on Twitter, so why not? Um, we already know how this works as far as Karen goes. That her power is calling the cops and racism. And it's like, bro, that's just surface level of like the racism white women have, you know, perpetuated yeah. throughout history. Like Shante said, it's like it's it's very surface level. It's very, it's very, it's, it's, it's very, it, it's very much giving a white person learn racism from Twitter. Yeah, it's it's vapid, yeah. and 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 so the thing is, I'm looking at this, 
trailer. And I'm like, nothing's going to happen until she calls the cops. Bro, Karen's, like, that's all the suspense and build up to the movie. And then I think in the trailer, like, the cop is, like, her brother or something, I think. And her boyfriend. Oh, it's oh the cop is her boyfriend. <laughs> no, it's 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 Pentatucky. Oh, I just figured it's her brother and her boyfriend. Yeah, it took me a minute. I was like, wait, what? Okay, I get it. I get so, it. Oh, I'm looking at this trailer, and I never thought that I would say this this phrase in a statement ever. Tara Manning gained weight to play this role, and it looks like they put her her in a facial mask sort of thing, and oh. she just looks so fucking awkward. Like, I'm going to share the screen. I'm not going to play the fucking video with sound because I don't want to. I don't. I don't. And so I'm not. But, um, she, yeah, no, make sure that's muted. She looks like She's, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. This whole thing is not cool. She looks like it does. Oh, like yeah. A, it's, it's, a, it's around her cheeks. Yeah, right. But, like, but I, it's, 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 it's hard to tell. Like, if, they, if she is wearing some type of prosthetic or if we're just witnessing someone who has aged and gained a little bit of weight. I mean, when did it. the last Orange the New Black come out? Wasn't that like, got it. You know what? It might have been like three years ago, four years ago. Okay, I'm just yeah. I'm not even looking at this from the standpoint of it's got tones of Get Out because I I doubt that anybody can pull that again. And this from what I'm looking at, just looking at this trailer without any sound behind it, it looks like it's going to be a farce. Like even if you say that it's going to be like Get Out, all that's going to do is make people watch it because they're curious to see if it's close to Get Out. Instead, but, but even the black actors don't look like they don't want to be here. Right, I'm just gonna say that this is, looks like it's something that I wouldn't even watch on a free pass to the movies. That's really it. There yeah. goes. I don't know. This just isn't mm, just very, very mid. But where I think people could make a movie about white women, like you could focus on how white women do other black women in the workplace like there's things there's topics where i think you could talk about the way that they use their whiteness and their femininity to kind of maintain their innocence as far mm -hmm. as society is concerned but then wield violence in that same vein and everything mm -hmm. and this is just mm, whatever but they call it but white tears yeah, but but that but you're not gonna get that if you have a surface understanding of racism and shit. You're not gonna think to set it someplace else. Yeah, you know. And if you put it into an office, then it's like, oh no, that's hitting too close to home. You know, we don't bully black women. We're just misunderstood white women, and I'm here for it. So if somebody could put that movie out, that would be great. Fucking awesome, Shante. How's tarot going? Good. I haven't I'm seen anything doing... recently. Maybe I haven't been. Oh, I didn't post it. You know, I didn't post it on. I did my weekly uh, reading and did not post it on Facebook. But oh. probably should probably should have. But it's on Instagram. It's on the Shante Fabulous Instagram and the Brush Pins and Tarot Cards uh, Instagram. 
Okay. So that might be why you didn't see it because the algorithm ain't showing you. It ain't gonna show it to you on on, on Instagram. Yeah, tw- I mean, not Twitter. Well, shit, same difference. But Instagram's algorithm is really weird. Yeah, I definitely don't post no. enough on Instagram for it to probably show up to other people because you gotta post. I think you gotta post like every day on Instagram for them mm. to feel like, oh, well, we'll show you. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll show you show your stuff to people. But, the, math, yeah. the math don't be mathing. So, <clears throat> mm. Carl Nassib uh, became the first active player in NFL history uh, to announce that he's gay, which is dope. I had to actually, I had to actually think about it. Like, yeah, Michael Sam uh, said it when he got drafted, and then he didn't make a roster, even though before he said it, they were like, he's gonna be a great player. And all this, then he said, yeah, when and all I of a sudden, he could make a roster at all. Yeah, when I saw that, I because I was like, wait, first, and then I thought, well, yeah, Sam wasn't like hey, they say active NFL player, Sam, you know, was not active, not, which I, which in my opinion, I think part of that was a bit of homophobia, and also, oh, yeah. I just, yeah, and also, I think like it's one of the things where two things can be true, like one. Homophobia definitely did play a role. I think it would be very disingenuous to think it didn't, but also he wasn't as good as a player. You know, he just didn't pan out in the NFL because it's a, it's a different it's a different speed speed. Yeah, that that's really all it is. It's a different speed from college to the, to the um, to the pros. Because with college, it's like you probably playing against niggas on the other side where it's like probably only about two of them are actually good. The rest of them, they, they just, you know, happen to pick them up at the college campus. But at the pros, it's like everybody is is as good, if not better, than you. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. don't think he panned out. But I also think homophobia did play a role. So, I like, when I saw the story, I was like, wait, first. But then, yeah, because yeah, Michael wasn't active. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not – in the NFL – Overall, not the first, but first active player. Yes, he's the first. Mm -hmm. Let's clarify that. Um, He said in a series of uh, Instagram posts, uh, I've agonized over this moment for the last 15 years. Uh, Only until recently, thanks to my family and friends, especially Connor, Kaysen, and Francis, did it seem possible for me to say publicly and proudly that I'm gay. I'm also incredibly thankful for the NFL, my coaches, and fellow players for their support. I would not have been able to do this without them. From the jump, I was greeted with the utmost respect and acceptance. Lastly, I hope everyone can understand that I am just one person. I am a walk-on who is living his dreams. I only have a small window to achieve greatness in my sport, and I owe it to my team, coaches, and Raiders fans to be completely locked in and at my best for the upcoming season. I'm a private person, so I'd ask the media to give me some space as I navigate this exciting time in my life. Please do not take it personally if I decline to interview or am unable to answer your questions. Thank you to everyone for your support. So to paraphrase, I'm gay. I ain't answering none of y'all's questions because I don't have to. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to because this is just who I am. You wouldn't ask anybody else, so don't ask me. If you think you're going to get a chance to, you're not. You know who I care about? Not you. You know whose question I'm going to answer? Probably not yours. If for some reason there's a microphone at my locker, I was a goddamn walk-on. I see the trap. Don't ask me shit. God bless and good night. 
<laughs> also, I want to applaud everybody uh, that he knows in the NFL who was supportive of this um, because I have never been to NFL locker room, but I know what it was like when uh, – what was the nigga's name from the, the NBA, the center? His name was Jason – Fuck. Jason, um, you know what I'm talking about Col- the center, yeah. uh, Collins, I think. Jason Collins, when he came out, it was not, it wasn't cool. So that's why I always worry about athletes coming out. But I, I am so proud of him for having the bravery to uh, come out um, in his time and 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 in a way that was comfortable to him. And I'm glad that he's excited about this time in his life. Um, and I wish him and his partner and his family uh, all the best success in the world. With that said, fuck the Raiders. Um, I don't even watch the NFL anymore, and it's still fuck the Raiders. Um, fuck the black hole as a whole. Um, yeah, I think that about sums it up. I think I'm done. So, Jeremy, what's going on with you? Oh, nothing. I'm listen. I'm I'm just here. I'm here. I, mean, I will say this though. I mean, I just happened to come across this uh, uh, while I was listening to you uh, talk, um, and just keeping up with some of the uh, foolishness that this administration. Is doing, and all I got to say is a lot of niggas owe me apologies. In 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 elaborate. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, listen, if you voted for this administration because you wanted to get Trump out, I get it, I understand the hell, I did the same thing, but a lot of people did a lot of um, carrying on and. Say it, say it, Rashawn, I'm sorry. Prostatalizing? Yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of people did a lot of carrying on and lying and trying to silence left and black, left and radical voices, especially black ones, about the level of destruction and mayhem that this administration was going to do. Um, and is is doing like in a process it like is doing and i'm just saying niggas owe me and a lot of other people apologies like it's one thing if you were just like look i i just want to get trump out i get it but a lot of motherfuckers was doing a lot of carrying a lot of water as the old folks say for the democratic party and the biden administration and them and, and like like since his first day, like this motherfucker has been making all them people look the fuck stupid. And and all I'm saying is, if shit gets spooky and Dems like form of the bag, which it seems like they are looking to do when midterms come around, don't 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 ask me a goddamn thing. Don't say shit. Don't say shit. I don't trust any of them at this juncture. I mean, I sent uh, Joe Biden and 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 uh, Vice President Harris a, a tweet a couple of days ago, asking them to make um, Jago Unchained 
the official movie of Juneteenth. They never responded. I'm put out. Oh my god! Oh June- my god! Django no, Unchained no. should be. It should be. I I, I I just watched that movie again for hindsight. There is nothing more Juneteenth than uh, a freed slave murdering white people. Okay, I guess I guess I wouldn't want any, any Tarantino anything to attach to something like that. <laughs> but that but that's just me. But <laughs> but but no. But to 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 because I was listening to what um, I had to step away. But I was listening to what Jeremy said. And yes, I think there are people who definitely owe him and, and lots of different people an apology because there was a lot of hemming and hawing, criticizing, uh, rightly critiquing uh, Biden and, and, and Kamala uh, during the run up to the election. And a lot of how dare you, you know, say anything, we're going to lose it's going to be this, it's going to be that, it's going to be better, you know, kind of thing. And, but lots of other instances where he was just like, we're going to, nothing's going to fundamentally change, like that kind of thing. Bruh. Like this and, nigga said, not to get y'all trying to say, this nigga said that and every time I bring that guy down, because I saved the article and and the quote and the screenshot, the motherfuckers tell me, oh, y'all always bring it up bring that up and it was taken out of context. Then you read the goddamn article, it was not taken out. He lit he literally, and I mean literally literally was telling the rich, hey, I'm gonna keep y'all rich. I got y'all back. Ain't shit about to change for nobody. The nigga literally said that motherfuckers telling me I took it's taken out of context. Continue, Shantae. Yeah. So I mean it's like Jeremy said, if you voted for him on some get Trump out. Cause I did the same thing. It was the, I was never going to vote for Trump, but at the same time, I did not want Joe Biden. I did not want Joe Biden because I knew that at some point it was going, that it was going to be politics as usual. It was mm-hmm. at some point, something was going to happen that any other regular motherfucking president was going to do. And, you know, cause I wanted Elizabeth Warren because I felt like Elizabeth Warren was serious about the shit she wanted to do like she wasn't just saying oh well i want to get rid of student debt it was like no and and trying to trick people into thinking that's what she wanted to do and you know and then gonna pivot later it was like no she really wanted to do that shit that's why they instantly were trying to x her out and anybody else who might have sounded like they really wanted to do some shit and pushing joe biden because joe biden made people feel comfortable and whatever and trying to but then the the other part of that is them is people thinking that somehow putting joe biden in is supposed to assuage any kind of apprehension of a republican when those motherfuckers vote how they want to vote whenever they want to vote you can't kind of appeal to them it's just like they don't it's just like this whole thing they don't like you and the whole fuck up thing is they keep trying to appeal to motherfuckers who don't like them and they won't just kick sand in their face and just be like fuck y'all and i'm gonna do what i want and Mm -hmm. just do the shit and that's and and like jeremy said midterms are gonna come and people are gonna remember people are gonna remember if by the time midterms come if something really tangible didn't happen so i mean they i don't know how they're gonna pass uh, the For the People Act and, and all this other stuff and everything, because, I mean, 
I feel like cinema and mansion are kind of locked in. So they're not even going to pay for it if they fuck some shit up. Like, they'll just be fine. But, I mean, it's shit like that that has to go through if you want to win. You have to do, like, really big things. And it's like, what's the point? What's the point in giving all that money so uh, Warnock and the the white dude... Uh, also. Listen, let me tell you also, something. Yeah, what's the point? And in, in all that effort to get them in the special election and shit, and it's just gonna fucking evaporate. And then Mitch McConnell's gonna be like, now we get to do what we want to do. <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. I just feel like the whole strategy of Republicans is attack. Like, if we're in the office, attack. If we're not in the office, attack. Either way it goes, we're going to be back in pretty soon. Just attack. And Democrats are just like, now that we're in our office, we got to make friends with the Republicans. Let's spend time making friends with the people who we... Republicans don't give a fuck about moving Democrats to Republican side. But it seems like every single Democratic president is like, let me try and pull some of these Republican uh, party members closer to the middle. And that never works. No, it really, it really doesn't. And I think part, but I think part of that too is you're seeing a group of people uh, who probably chop it up with each other and break bread with each other. But the other side, you know, the Republican side is still going to kick sand in their face. It's still going to be a dickhead and drink with them later. And then the other side is basically operating like you would with your friend and not just not realizing the role that they should be playing. Like they're just, they're playing like, they're playing it straight, I guess is what it is. They're playing it straight while the other side is just doing all kinds of extra shit. And it just doesn't, shit don't work. And, and it irks me that it's, you know, what is it? three, four, 500 people get to decide whether or not millions of people, hundreds of millions of people get to have enough stuff to take care of themselves. It's irking the shit out of me that 50 fucking, you know, 49 fucking Republicans and fucking Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema can just be like, well, we're not just going, we're not going to do it. We're just not, the Negroes can't vote. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna keep. We're just gonna keep saying. I mean, it's it's fifty fucking people are like holding up shit that's popular. It's popular. People want it to be easy to vote. Like my fucking my fucking senator Joe, um, not Joe Langford, James Langford was talking about was critiquing the 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 Senate one, the whole the whole thing, trying to say, oh well, making it it's gonna be easy to vote, and it's just like, bitch, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be easy to vote. Mm-hmm. It should not be complicated. You should choose who you want to represent you. It should be an in and out process. It should not be anything other than what it is. It's just like you pick your person and that person does their fucking job. And that's it. That's what it should be. But instead, it's all, nope, you guys, you, you, you poors, you blacks, you whatever, Nope, y'all niggas is cheating. Y'all niggas is doing this, and that's not even what it is. It's like every time 
something comes out about somebody cheating, it was a fucking Republican. But even the cheating is like some bullshit. It's just like, oh, somebody voted twice. Like, okay, thanks. It's not some widespread shit going on on either side. Unless it's what? like Mitch McConnell. Unless it's Mitch McConnell, because there is quest people question whether or not his uh whether his shit was legit. But nobody's like really pushing, pushing, pushing on it. But mm-hmm. nah. It's I think if anything, <clears throat> I think if there's any good that I will say that will, has come out of this whole ordeal is that it, I do think a lot more people um, have been radicalized um, because of this whole ordeal. Because on the one hand, I think what people are seeing, and this is kind of the piggyback off Shantae, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Is like people are seeing like these motherfuckers do not disagree that goddamn much. They mm-hmm. really don't. Like, sure, Republicans are going to come out and awkwardly say, we don't want these minorities to vote and blah, blah, blah. And like, yes, that's obviously fucked up and fuck them. But hell, we're seeing like the other side ain't, the Democrats ain't really fighting as much as they could and should to protect your Mm -hmm. right to vote. Because let me tell you something, there's no motherfucking way Joe fucking Manchin got this much goddamn power to hold this shit up. And if he do, why is it that the party that is supposed to be outside is not getting getting this one motherfucker that's calling all this ruckus the fuck up out of here? Like, nigga, Kamala got that tiebreak vote as a as VP for a goddamn reason. Right. That, and that's always been and that's I know that's been one of my critiques with the Democratic Party is just like, why are you not like, here's these motherfuckers over here, loud, proud saying that they do not want people to do something like specifically and knowing that who it's going to and knowing who it's going to affect and y'all over and y'all just over Affecting here y'all base well, at that. The, right. The base. And it's just like, well, I don't I don't know. Well, when you should be saying no, black people should be able to vote. These people are racist. These people are doing racist things. They are hearkening back to a time when motherfuckers was making people have poll taxes and literacy tests and they're trying to pull us back to something and like really say the shit. But the problem is, is that they don't want to offend white people. That's Mm -hmm. really what it is. It's like they don't want to offend white people. And as long as these motherfuckers don't want to offend white people, this is I think this is where the fuck we're going to be. And it really fucking sucks. I'll take it a step further. I mean, this group that I'm about to talk about encompasses white people, but I'll take it a step further. They don't want to they don't want to offend their donors. Yes. That's like that's really what a lot of this shit boils down to. Like, like, yes, our votes do matter, quote unquote. But at the end of the day, and this goes for all these politicians, they don't want to offend their donors. And this is kind of where I was going with harking back, you know, kind of piggybacking off Shantae. Like, okay, put it like this. Republicans are going to outwardly come out and say, you know, fuck trans people, fuck, you know, the LGBT community as a whole. They're going to outwardly say that and try to pass legislation to harm that community. Democrats, they are not going to say that and they will push like bare minimum, you know, legislation to protect trans, you know, the LGBT community. But they're not going to go the extra step further and stuff that will really, really help the community and everybody in general, such as healthcare, not affordable healthcare, but right. just healthcare, period. Right. Increased wages, you know, 
infrastructure. Like they're not going to do that because that then that will offend their donors, you know, their lobbyists, the people that put money, that really put money in their pockets. So that that's that's really like and when people say like you know the two sides of the same coin and people you know again harkening back to what I was saying like motherfuckers owe me apologies well owing people apologies not just me because I mean it's not about me but I do like being right because I'm petty but <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's like these people answer to money they answer to money to capital to imperialism like all that like corporations that's who these people answer to. That's who Joe answering to. Like all the shit that Joe is doing or quote unquote isn't doing all that that's because that motherfucker is answering to money. It ain't even necessarily he trying to answer to Republican. He is answering to money. That's why again yeah. I always bring up that quote when that mother, mother motherfucker said nothing will fundamentally change. That's because he was talking about the core structure of this country. That is, yes, white supremacy and racism, but also capitalism and imperialism. That's who runs shit in this company. All these corporations. Uh, it was like, what, a couple of weeks ago where motherfucking CEOs and shit was bragging about them, you know, influencing influencing, and basically canceling out, you know, the fight for 15 because they didn't want to do it. Like, do you know how bold you have to be as a CEO? Because I think it was, uh, shit, what was it? What fast food chain was it? I think it was... It was even McDonald's or Chili's, one of the damn two. But like, do you know how bad you like bold you have to be to be able to say that shit and like not shit happen to you? Well, you can do that when you got a president that's gonna placate to y'all and have enough sense to not be an ass about it. You can do that. And that's who these people answer to. Like, bruh, ain't no way in the hell you finna sit here and tell me that. Democrats on my side and like only about three of them like outwardly said anything about the sh the, the bullshit that's going on in Palestine right now. Ain't no way in the hell you finna tell me that. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, the leaders of the Democratic Party, the old guard, what have you, they are like at shit. They are like actively like saying, "Hey, all that progressive shit, cut all that shit out. Fuck all that shit." Hell, ain't no way in the hell you finna sit here and tell me with all the shit going on, you motherfuckers got most smoke. For Ilhan for saying that the U.S. role, um, the U.S. enabling Israel is wrong. Ilhan is 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 what y'all need, what y'all speaking out about. Meanwhile, Joe Manchin up here, quote unquote, holding progress. Bitch, I know you lying to me. You are lying to me. Yeah, it's just it's a whole frustrating thing. It's a whole frustrating thing. It's That's just like, this whole they... just, oh, just having to be just having to basically beg for uh representation, correct representation, beg for your rights in this motherfucker. I was just I'm just annoyed. Like we have to beg we have to beg for the barest of minimums, and even that is is a stretch. Could mm -hmm. these motherfuckers care more about money? and their own capital and pleasing people that continue to give them money and say a capital, then to be like, Hey, you know what? You know what? Let's actually, you know, give people healthcare, you know, let's actually give people wages. Let's give people housing. Let's, you know, make it so that people don't have to work three jobs to barely, you know, make ends meet. Meanwhile, we sending all this money, you know, overseas to, you know, fighting wars and sanction other countries and and do all this other kind of fuck shit. You know, let's actually, you know, be the nation that we claim it is. Yeah, no, 
no, we were, we we wouldn't rather do that. And the crazy part is, one party is hourly sh- saying, "Hey, fuck y'all." That's really what this country is about. Fuck y'all. And the other and the other party is saying, "No, that's not true." But meanwhile, moving in the same goddamn yeah, way. <laughs> that, yeah, the, the moving yes, moving in the same way, and that's why it sucks. It it sucks at, with the lead up to the election. How much people were mad at at you and and other people who were just like look this shit is kind of he's not you know talking about joe biden or talking about the Demo- you know critiquing the democratic party saying like look man these motherfuckers is just they're not far enough away from the republicans to just be like they're you know super duper different and that in some cases they're gonna like some real shit they're gonna they're going to side with them or side with that idea that the, the other motherfuckers are on. And that's what's playing out. You know, they're not running around. I mean, they're only giving so much. They're not going to give us everything. When they could. But, yeah. When they but, could, because they that, don't want to. Yeah. But they don't want to because then it, they don't want to, because they think, it's not it's not an actuality but they think it's going to affect their pockets mm-hmm. yeah yeah that they're that they are they are just as beholden like you said to money and, and lobbyists and grit and the rich as the republicans are they're just as beholden mm-hmm. you know they they get you know chase, they just try to play both sides to with both and of end them. up looking stupid yeah Chase donates to both of them. The banks donate to both of them. All these different, you know, they donate to both. Yeah, they donate to both of them. Listen, all I have to listen, all I have to say, like, if this, like, if everything, like, just like, just look at like the lead, like, we had a year for like radical black activism last year like we had a year like George, like you know the unfortunate deaths of george floyd and brianna taylor like they like nick niggas was ready to burn shit down rightfully so niggas was ready to burn shit down niggas was organizing then the fucking election come and that big ear by racial opened his goddamn mouth <laughs> and all of a sudden niggas is like Nah, defunding the police, that's too, that's too still, that's that's too far. We gotta we gotta compromise and give these niggas more money. Bitch, what? What? Excuse me, huh? Now I think the most egregious shit like I think I experienced or saw in real time was like when when that nigga, you know, Barry. Opened his mouth and called defund the police a sassy slogan. Motherfuckers like I like motherfuckers legitimately jump ship and was like, yeah, I mean it's just a phrase. It's not no legislation, huh, nigga, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, he man, he. There's part of me that's just like, he is who he is. And he he is who he was, and then there's the other, <laughs> and then and he, you know what I mean, like this part where it's just like, look, in 2008, we sh- it, there's a part of me that's just like we should have known that this nigga was gonna do what he was gonna do a- at some point. Like he was never just the black radical we wanted him to be. Like he that was that you know like that was our miscalculation. You know what you know the, you know what I mean. And but then at the same at the same time, it's just like why can't you just sit the like why are you so willing? to be this 
person to be the water that sprays on the fire whenever yeah. something is going on. Like, why? Why are you so? It's just like, why did you do all this community organizing in Chicago and doing all this shit? <coughs> Excuse me. If you're just, if you're, if you're just, you know, 30 years later, going to just piss on everything. Just tell people that what they're doing, basically piss on what you were doing. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and just act like what you did, just act like that whole activism part, like it just doesn't matter. Like you don't need, like to say, like it's a catchy slow, you know, it's just a slogan. Like bitch, everything, slogans is how you get messages out. And not only that, not only that, if anything, you, nigga, your whole campaign was built on a slogan. Right. Hope and change, my nigga. Like, I know you fucking lying. Right. Like you, like the idea that somehow because it was simple or something makes it less valid. It's just like you're, mm -mm. but then that's just, but then that's something else that we need. I think we also collectively as black people need to divest from the Obamas. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Them niggas niggas the ops. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to be, well, actually I'm not, but I'm, I, I know people are sensitive about that, but and I was very frank. But like them niggas, dog. listen. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The fact that them niggas are willingly friends with the bushes, and I mean like legitimately friends with the bushes. Come on now, come on. The bushes, George Bush, the the, the man who, and I, for everything that people rightfully hate about Trump from a policy standpoint. I'm just talking about policy. I'm not talking about personality. I'm just talking about policy. Everything that people rightfully hate about Trump on a policy standpoint is some shit that he got, you know, that was handed off from him from Obama that Bush started. The amount of destruction that George W. Bush unleashed upon this country and the world, especially the world globally. And you mean to tell me this y'all man's, but Trump is the outlier. Come on, bro. Come on, mm-hmm. come on. Like, like, bro. Like, the 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 one the thing the difference with Trump was like he was like loud and like arrogant about it. But that's because he's been like an egotistical make megalomaniac since the motherfucker was on TV. You know, the like that's just who he is. But I'm talking about the shit that actually matters, like policy, bro. There's no way you finna sit here and tell me that Trump is the worst thing ever when George fucking Bush is alive. <laughs> but that but but that's the Obama's man's like they are legitimately friends like that ain't even no shit where it's like oh well they're just you know playing the game and you know first of all what game they playing bro Obama ain't even in the office no more like bro them them motherfuckers are legitimately friends that family they are legitimately friends that should tell you all you need to know them niggas the ops And like, and the crazy, like, he don't even like, bro. With all the shit that's going on, like, it's it's because I saw some shit like before we um logged on to start recording today, where he was like, he, Obama, I think it was from the Washington Post, New York Post, one of the two, but like, Barack was like praising Joe Manchin for like trying to work mm-hmm. with Republicans to get something done, nigga. Excuse me, huh? Yeah, it's still, it's just. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, why are you, why is it good 
to work with someone who has a point of view that people shouldn't be able, their vote shouldn't matter. Like, how do you, that's how do you compromise on something like this? I think that's what it is. It's like, we're at a point now where the things that are on the line shouldn't be things that you have to compromise for. It's just like, there's no way. There's just like, why? Why are we at this point? Yeah. Like, motherfuckers told us to vote like our lives depended on it just to kiss Republicans' ass. Man. But this is the part of that you say is for me. Like, this is the, you know, we don't have no choice. Like, you know, this is like, this is the part of you saying like that gives us the best chance to have, you know, anything. But yet, we voted like our lives depended on it. And these motherfuckers got control of goddamn every damn near, if not all branches of government, yet they still kissing Republicans' ass and can't get the shit done that they promised. Like, like motherfuckers still owe me $600. Man. This motherfucker canceled, like, like, I thought what it was like this motherfucker canceled like a billion dollars worth of student loan debt and somebody said congratulations to that one student because yeah like yeah okay a billion like nigga the debt total is like what like 23 trillion or something like that mm-hmm. like nigga that is like taking like nigga that is like taking two dollars from 20. now fuck that that's like taking two dollars from 50. yeah and they but they won't can't but they won't Cancel it, cancel it, because I'm sure that these banks are mm-hmm. trading money on mm-hmm. those on that interest mm-hmm. on the 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 imaginary number because mm-hmm. that's really what it is because the shit is fake. It's just like it's yep. not like it's real in the sense that the money that they get from it, what they can do with it, and everything. But the shit is fake. The shit's in a computer. It's not real. It's not real money. But yep. what they can do with it is real, and so he can't get rid of it. He can't do anything he for Chase or any of He he quote yeah, unquote he, can't. He, yeah, because that's going to affect these banks and what they're how they're moving and stuff and how they're shifting shit around and you know using you know using it to buy this and buy that and all this different kind of stuff. No, but I'm gonna just be quiet. Now listen, when they when them niggas get their ass whooped at midterms, I don't want niggas to say shit to me. Cause they gonna get their ass whooped. Cause like, bro, y'all fumbled a layup. Y'all got all the branches of government under y'all control, and you motherfuckers still can't get shit done. That matters. Like y'all motherfuckers yeah. can send, like what? What? How much they sent Israel? Like y'all motherfuckers can send like fifty billion dollars worth of fucking war funds. To Israel to 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 continue to enable them to commit motherfucking genocide, but you mean to tell me you can't defund the police? You mean to tell me you can't cancel our student debt? You mean to tell me you can't protect voting rights? You mean to tell me you can't pass a, a livable wage? Fuck a minimum wage. You can't pass a livable wage? Come on, bro. I was born that night, but not last night. <laughs> <laughs> Politics. <laughs> you gotta love them, am I right? Right. You know, I just 
I sit back and listen because a I I the man who knows something knows that he knows nothing at all, and so I will simply sit back and listen and 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 not talk because I don't know what the I don't give a fuck. I care about politics, but not. This is like the degree that I liked. Uh, Game of Thrones compared to how y'all liked Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit back and let y'all talk and learn and and be just fine. Yeah. We're speaking of fuck D and D, by the way. Every day, I don't even know what what. I, it don't even matter. Just every every single day, <laughs> right? Don't every even single matter. day. Don't uh, even Entertainment Weekly Week, we had the nerve to come out with an article. I think it was last month or earlier in the month to say that somehow we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about as far as like whether or not the show was good. Like, oh, it's, if you rewatch it and you realize, you know, that it was okay. No, the fuck it wasn't. No, the fuck it wasn't because a damn lie. Well, goddamn lie. Yeah, the first four seasons was okay because them niggas had source material. Mm-hmm. Once the source material ran out, the motherfuckers started doing goofy shit. Yeah, and it ended same. goofy, and that's why we it ended goofy because they started doing goofy shit once the source material ran out. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because I'm not gonna just. There's too much stuff that happened earlier in the movie. I mean, earlier in the show that when you look at the end, you're just like, well, okay, well that didn't even matter. That that didn't even matter. It we we cared about this whole thing for however many seasons, and there wasn't even a resolution. Nobody even found out. Nobody even found out that John was the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna, uh, and Lyanna Stark. Nobody even found out. Nobody he was, found out. He was a Targaryen for no reason. Like, bro, there was no conflict resolution with that. The white, the white, these niggas told me that Cersei Lannister and some elephants that she never got down got were a bigger threat than a literal army of magical undead motherfuckers. Man, kiss my ass. <laughs> didn't even, didn't even matter. None of it mattered. Spent all that time, spent all that time with Bran in the snow, and all he did was roll his eyes back and sit down, and then he became king. Nothing. Didn't even matter. Had Hodor hold the door. Didn't even didn't even explain what the fuck we were seeing. Didn't just just nothing. Nothing. Don't even matter. It's okay. Hey, all I know is D and D. They are never. They not seeing nothing close to. They're not even seeing purgatory. Just like I hope everything that they. I hope everything they even think about fails. Everything they choose to in that in every endeavor falls apart before it even gets started. Yeah. <laughs> I love how just comes in like you, you tell them. <laughs> Y'all got the machine guns. I'm in the back with the pistol, like pop, pop. It's like that one scene in Harlem Nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you shoot that little motherfucker no more. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, we got to get you on hindsight pretty soon. Hey, listen, just listen. Hit me up. Tell me the movie to watch. And hey, just just, just let me know shit. Yeah, we just finished doing, um, like I said, Django Unchained. And that was that that was dope. Um, The dope thing about Django Unchained to me was the fact that uh, 
in a movie where Quentin Tarantino has always loved saying nigga, writing nigger, mm. everything mm. nigger. But in Django Unchained, he finally made the uh, executive decision to make every single white person in that movie a fucking buffoon. And that was just greatness to me. Watching it this time, I laughed all the way through that damn movie. Like, it's so many movies, like, you look back at them, like, they're comedy. Speaking of comedy, I want to (laughs) say, even though I love the first two movies down, I love them down. Uh, The second one, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Rush Hour did not age well at all. Can't wait. I believe it. Rush Hour did not. Rush. None of the Rush Hour. I mean, Rush Hour 1 and 2, because we don't acknowledge 3. Um, but they did not age at all. They were mm-hmm. so racist. Very I much mean, so. So racist. Just, uh, I'm, I mean, I just look back at them, and it's like, it's like that that cringe laugh, like yeah. it's like, bro. They, I just, whoof, whoof, mm, 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 mm. Wait, 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 wait. What? What the fuck? No, no. White people, and I'm blaming white people. No, no, Lizzo. No, oh, wow. I can't even say white people. Lizzo on uh, TikTok did a video called "Is It Busting or Is It Disgusting?" where she drizzled yellow mustard on juicy watermelon. I guess because you know white people did it first. Yeah, um, but, but they been. I have seen. Yeah, I have seen it. I don't under. I mean, I don't play I, with demons. I don't. I don't understand it. I feel like there's got to be a way to do that. I, I think the I feel like the textures are wrong. Like mm-hmm. you tell me that you can put things on something like some type of spice of some sort on something. Sure, you do that. That's why you you know that's why people I think they eat salt on their watermelon or you put salt on something or this thing or that thing. That's fine. But the fact of spreading mustard on it, I don't even feel like you're going to be able to get a sense of what it's really supposed to taste like because mm-hmm. the textures are too far apart. It's like you don't even spread anything on watermelon and eat it. Hmm. So hmm. it'd be different if you was like, oh, we put like a little, we sprinkled a little dry mustard on it or something. Sure. So fuck it. Go for it. Like, we'll see. But like, just no. Mm-mm. Yeah. You're just playing yourself. Made me sad for a second. I was dismayed. And now my stomach hurts, and now I want to eat gumbo. Mm-mm. A Florida man pulled a gun on a drive-through worker at Starbucks because they forgot the cream cheese on his bagel. Unfortunately, the employee just happened to be the daughter of the police chief in Miami Gardens. Police said a man became angry at a Starbucks when they messed up his order earlier this week. He returned to the window, screaming at the employee. She asked whether he had paid for the cream cheese. <laughs> Did you pay for it, bucko? <laughs> at which point, I guess that was the wrong fucking thing to say because he became enraged and pulled out a gun. Y'all didn't put my cream cheese on my bagel. I'm looking at your receipt, sir. I, did you pay for it? Did you give us the money for it? You know what, nigga? You, you know what? I got your cream cheese right here. With chives. 
I don't know. There's people who eat chives in their cream cheese. More power to them. Chief Delma Noel Pratt told CBS that the experience traumatizes 20, her 23-year-old daughter. The chief's daughter told police that the man did not point the gun at her, but that she feared he would hurt her if she didn't give him the cream cheese. She felt in fear of her life. It was upsetting to me to know that someone would go to this extreme not having cream cheese on his bagel. The woman hooked it up and he drove away. According to a arrest report, he said he grabbed the gun and put it in the air because it was falling out of his pocket. Yeah, sure. He denied threatening the woman. You know, you have a gun and it falls out your pocket and you catch it in time and then you put it in the air and you wave it around like you just don't care. And then you like, give me some fucking cream cheese. All those three things in order sound threatening. But the three things separately, not so much. His gun was falling. He caught it. He was proud of himself. So he held the gun in the air and he waved it like he just didn't care. That's what the song on the radio told him to do. And then he was like, give me the fucking cream cheese. I'm not playing with you. Like that part can't be denied. Everything else, no, can be argued away in a, in a court of law. Did I mention this is Florida? Of course it was Florida. <laughs> yeah. Man. Florida. I knew, I knew it was Florida before you even said it was Florida. Florida's a Florida's a real a real piece of work. There's a podcast called Florida Men on Florida Men. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, is, that is genius. That is genius. I recommend it. Okay. A man appeared in court after being charged with a slew of burglaries and theft offenses. Amongst the criminal's history is a charge of stealing $1,775 in sex toys from Peaches and Cream last month. He asked for bail. I just want to know what the fuck he bought that was $1,775. Because they determined that he fled with $10,000 in vibrators and a $4,500 life-size sex doll named Kitty. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. So, um, you know, Jeremy, uh, got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to y'all for having me. Uh, shout out to. Oh shit, wait. Nick Cannon. Congratulations to him. Sp- speaking of shooting out, I almost forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot. Congratulations to Nick Cannon, who is expecting his seventh child. Is it seven? That's yeah, because he had four. Because he had four kids within six months with three different women. And that oh. motherfucker was trying to build a hotel army. Hotep, <laughs> Motep, Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I no, can't... no, even better, even better. Hotep, Motep. I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's a mess. I, like, right. I know. I feel like when that information came out, the timeline. Well, someone and or people were talking about how it's it's gonna be difficult for somebody to be a good parent with that many children and everything. And and I'm wondering where they all live. 
because I feel like that's where the the thing like if you tell me that all these children live like in the same city then sure he could possibly be you know active in there you know could be as active as he could be you know and everything but if we're talking about people in different states and and all this different stuff people move away it's going to be difficult to go to especially i mean you got four kids within six months of each other it's going to be difficult to go to everybody's christmas pageant because they're all the same age you know it's going to be difficult to go to everybody's uh graduation because they're all in first grade or what you know whatever grade it is you get you can't go to everybody's thing if you, if everybody's the same age because some shit's gonna overlap. I don't know. Congratulations! It should have been me. <laughs> like I, I I think the brother needs to. I mean I I feel like just because you have the money to take care of children doesn't mean that's the only thing that you need to take care of children. <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> does that not work for you my bad oh man no okay i'm more for the first one anyway but yeah shout out to him like um He just welcomed twin boys six months after he welcomed a daughter and another woman is in the final days of her pregnancy. And meanwhile, Mariah is just, I don't know him. Right. They cannot come to my house. Those are not my kids. Steps are half sibling. Don't bring none of them with you when you pick them up. I will get security on you. Period. Point blank. Speaking of security, uh, Christopher Brown has been accused of hitting another woman. Oh, no. See? Mm-mm. And then, it, but people still going to be up here trying to talk about how he's as good as Usher and everything else and his music is this. He did that still, He did that front, front flip that one time. Right. He can dance, you know, oh, he's such a good dancer and this and it's just like, mm-hmm. mm. divest from Chris Brown. Free yourself. From- <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when people were like, you know, in honor of Juneteenth, it was like in honor of Juneteenth, what do you want people to, what do you want black people to be free from? Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Be free from Chris Brown. <laughs> free my people free from yourself. the Chris Brown. Di- <laughs> Free my people from the Chris Brown Industrial Complex. <laughs> Free these niggas, because this is not it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let, let, I, I let, let that nigger go. For real. Because mm. I and that's I I hate that. I you know, I hate that for that that young lady. That sucks. Mm. That's terrible. Because there's always that 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 wish that somebody is different. You know, you hope that that person isn't the person that people have said that that person is, or who that person is saying who they're not. You know, that person. You know, there's a good chance that Chris might have been like, you know, I'm not like that no more. I'm doing this. I'm different. Blah blah. blah. And then here he comes, 
doing being fucking Chris Brown. Well, him though, it wasn't even like him. Be, like he still would like even like bro. Like even after like the Rihanna incident, like he abused Karuchi. Like <laughs> like people like that's why I never understood. Like with some people, you know, to your point, Shante. With some people, it's like yeah, they do something extremely fucked up and they you know are a better person for it. You know, I you know that's why you know when kobe died i had conflicting feelings about him i mean i had conflicting feelings about him while he was alive because on the one hand he you know for all intents and purposes was a better person but also he was a self-admitted rapist like mm-hmm. like it's like with one like with that it's like he did something incredibly fucked up he also became a better person but like with chris it's like he wasn't even trying to be a better person. He kept doing the same shit. <laughs> Consistent. Sure. But sure. that's because but nobody I'm... checked him for when he first did the fucking shit. His album, his album sales didn't plummet. Nobody, there was no real backlash. This is when Twitter was a wild, wild west. So niggas made jokes about what he did. And he just gained strength. The nigga's literally a hurricane. And every time he should have weakened, he kept gaining strength. When he had the thing where him and we talked about that when him and Soldier Boy were fighting over Karuchi and wanted to have a boxing match over her and shit. He gained strength and now he is where he is. Where a whole group of listeners probably don't even know that he's a fucking abusive piece of shit from day one. And that's what happens. If you don't check an abusive person, whether they're your friend or not, if you don't check an abusive person the first time that you see them abuse somebody, you're pretty much letting them have carte blanche. It's like that that um, that Aesop's fable about the mom who had the son who, um, when she saw him steal a piece of candy, she applauded his ingenuity. And when he stole a book, she said, can I read it next? And so he continued to steal and steal and steal all the way up through his life until one day he got caught stealing and was sentenced to death. And so his mom was at the front row of his trial as he was being led to the gallows, wailing and beating her chest. And he asked the guard who was escorting him to his death, can I, can I whisper something in my mom's ear real quick? And the guard was like, sure. And he went over to his mom and bit her fucking ear. And was like, if you had stopped me the first time I did wrong, who knows what path I would have been on. Instead, you encouraged me to my doom. I saw that to say fuck Chris Brown. Yeah, definitely fuck Chris Brown. I guess when I was bringing up the girl, it was more like you tell yourself that someone isn't who they are and like Chris Brown should be avoided mm-hmm. like he should be avoided but obviously he's not avoided and so that's like, but you have to be telling yourself that okay he's not who I think he you know who people are saying he is and that's why I'm saying like it's unfortunate for her to have to you put you have to suspend I think a, a sense of disbelief to keep going with somebody who's been showing they're being shitty and no, that's unfortunate that she then that's unfortunate that she had to that she that she may have had to experience the opposite of what she thought he probably was and which is why she was fucking with him anyway yeah because apparently it was like 
apparently this happened at like his house, like a part of he he was throwing. Which also that that also kind of leads into what Shantae's saying. Like every time this nigga throws something at his house, there's some shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's his fault or not, like because it was like what that one situation where like his bodyguard assaulted somebody or like detained them or something. Like it, it was something. Just like every time Chris throws something at his house, some shenanigans happen. Whether it's his fault or not. But yeah, no love for Chris. None. Free ourselves from from the Chris from the Chris Brown industrial complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Defund to abolish mm-hmm. the Chris Brown industrial <laughs> complex. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Jeremy. No, just shout out to y'all. Shout out to everyone that uh, rocks with y'all. Continues to rock with y'all. Make sure you continue to rock with. Uh, Rashani and Shante and everything they got going on. Um, shout out to niggas, uh, just cause. Uh, happy Juneteenth, uh, post Juneteenth. Um, uh, abolish the uh, Keijan Bryan industrial complex, and yeah, that's all I got. Shante, is that the little boy who be singing? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, just shout out to the people who, like um, Jeremy said, who continue to rock with us. I am infinitely uh, appreciative of people who continue to listen to this show and listen to Hindsight and uh, Ratchet Book Club and just everything else that, you know, Rashani puts out there. I'm infinitely uh, appreciative of Rashani because he's awesome. And appreciative of Jeremy, you know, it's it's awesome to get to chop it up with you again. And that's it. That's my that's my shout out. I do want to ask one question, Jeremy. Yo, there is a show that I I know they have referenced y'all as far as on Twitter engagement, as far as um, follow Fridays, things of that nature. Real cool uh, lady. Uh, by the name of, uh, well, her screen name is Roy. Um, and she does a show called Let Me Tell You Something, Bitch. <laughs> it's a good show. It is. Um, but have you heard of her? I have. Okay. I'll just make it sure. I was like, the next time I, I talk with him, I'm going to see if they have met. And if not, I was going to say, I would love to introduce y'all because she's good people and you're good people. And that I know that she's a fan of y'all's show. But yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of her. And yeah, listen, listen. I'm always here to chop it up with good people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for checking us out. We greatly do appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Single simulcast at gmail.com. I have no idea what episode this is. I stopped even saying them. I just literally look. I don't even want to look anymore because I put so many other shows onto this feed that to go back and find them. You know what? I will look. I will find it. I will keep the streak going. You're welcome, people. Um, yeah. Next time we get together. 
Who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about Black Widow. Will we? Do we really care? No, I just want to get it out the way so I can get back to the Marvel Universe. <laughs> I mean, right. God Lo- damn. Lo- Loki's tomorrow. I'm excited. Yes, yes. But here's the thing. All of these TV shows that we saw were supposed to have movies in between them. You sons of bitches. Yeah. Listen, COVID, one, put it, COVID wrapped that up. Give me my we, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, bitches. One day we'll have to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Industrial Complex, but not today. Yeah. No, not today. Yeah, but not it, today. It's, I, I will say it's got a hold It's got a hold of me, and I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> 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 I may not be able to free myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love slavery. <laughs> I love slavery. Thank y'all so much for listening to Single Simulcast. We do greatly appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, you